Hi there. I hope everyone is having an amazing Saturday. I'm so happy as I'm back in Boston after being in Florida for a few days to sort out some things of my mother. Uh, It was quite an emotional trip, but extremely productive. And I was able to spend some time with with people that I care about. So I'm feeling quite satisfied. Um, I took JetBlue home this morning. I left the house at 3 a.m. on a 6 a.m. flight. There were 10 people on board. It was wonderful. I loved it. (laughs) Um, I ended up chatting in the back with three young flight attendants. And I asked him which city was the worst in terms of dealing with people. It came as no surprise to me what the answer was. That I'm, I'm not going to share it with you because I don't want anyone mad at me. But it was funny because they were astonished that I knew the answer um, before they, they actually told me. Because I had been there many times. And uh, if you want to know, send me a message here. I don't want to upset anybody out there that may originate from this particular region in the country. But they were giving me the inside scoop on their careers and what they liked and didn't like, which they really loved being flight attendants. And they were all trying to convince me to join to join them. <laughs> and um, it was really quite cute. In fact, the JetBlue trainer was on board and he overheard them trying to reel me in and he gave me the, he he stepped right up and gave me the JetBlue company line of why it's the best place to work and how they have a nice retirement plan. And I was like, um, yeah, I, this wouldn't be a good fit. I didn't say it wouldn't be a good fit for me, but yeah, it would not be a good fit for me for oh so many, many, many reasons. But it was, it was fun. It was a fun trip home even though it was pretty early. Um, and I'm so happy to be back in my city. It, every time I come back here, it feels like the excitement I used to feel when I would go home for a holiday break and come back, knowing that my break was over and I was so excited I could go back to Boston. And I still feel that way, which as an adult makes me very uh, lucky and so incredible to have this opportunity. Um I've known since I was 19 that Boston was the city I wanted to live in. And I've never, I've never strayed away from that. And I've felt that way then. And here we are 30 plus years later, I still feel the exact same way. And that certainty is something that lives inside of me in many, many areas of my life. I'm black and white. It's either yes or no. I don't waffle. And this this thought process, I was thinking about it actually on the plane, um, because I have a friend of mine who's been, uh, sort of in a quandary. She's, she's been dating someone for five years this December and she does waffle and it drives me borderline insane. Um, I have the same conversation with her like every two weeks. It's always about her relationship The fact that her boyfriend won't change, doesn't put the effort into the relationship that she would like him to. She's always wondering if he's being faithful. He doesn't communicate well. He's a really good looking man and very well dressed and successful person. Um, 
Other than that, you know, there aren't excessive redeeming qualities about him. But, you know, it's not my life. It's not up to me to tell her to break up with him. I can only offer her advice that I see fit. But frankly, I'm tired of hearing myself speak the same words, give the same advice, hear the same stories, and nothing changes. So that brings me to the question that I ask myself, which is why do people stay in relationships that don't serve them well? I understand that the fear of being alone is a concern for many, but instead of fearing being alone, why not have a greater fear of never being satisfied? To me, that would be the tragedy. To stay in something unsatisfying in the present because of potential fears in the future is truly not having faith in yourself, in your ability, in life, or confidence. And honestly, if this is the case, I think you should really do some self-healing and really work on building up that confidence and that strength and working on yourself and enriching your life, enriching your mind and your body and your, your spirit, your soul, whatever it is that keeps you stuck. A beautiful, healthy union can only occur when two people are self-reliant, positive, who are confident in themselves and have the ability to give of themselves freely, not just out of fear, not just out of settling, not just out of complacency. I would say if your relationship has any of the characteristics, I don't know, characteristics that I would deem a time to evaluate, reevaluate your situation. For instance, if the person takes you for granted and doesn't appreciate you or what you bring to the relationship, if they don't make you feel loved, cherished, adored, and secure, isn't this the purpose of being in a relationship in getting to know somebody and investing all of your time and being in a relationship, if they don't bring that to the table, perhaps you're better off as friends and you can stay friends. You don't have to break off entirely with a person just because your romantic aspect of your connection uh, isn't flourishing. You can be friends with somebody and still have that person in your life. Um, Or if they don't elevate your status among their circle of people, Do they introduce you to their friends and family? Do they put you on the same level of importance as their good friend? Or does everyone know that you're the queen in that person's life? If you're, if you're not, then be a friend. If you know, if they make you feel like you're all in the same lines as a friend, then put the friend friendship energy in nothing more. You know, are you constantly asking yourself when the person is going to change or when they're going to work on the ideas you've suggested to them in the past? Are you waiting for them to make this big transition into it? You know, all the things that you require. Are they unromantic? Are they no longer expressing affection in both physical and material ways? 
you know, it doesn't take much to make someone feel loved, adored. A note, a song, a cookie. I mean, it's so simple. Anything that suggests you're thinking of them. It's just effort. And if somebody can't put a little bit of effort in that department, then, you know, is it worth your time? Do they communicate with you? Are they barely speaking? Uh, Like, you know, I know this happened often more in the suburbs. I would see this. I'd go out to dinner and see couples that are just like not speaking a word. They're both on their phones or they're just not even on their phones. They're just like eating their dinner and not having any conversation at all. I mean, to me, this is so understimulating and unsatisfying. I would any day rather stay home or, or do something else than have somebody in front of me that's not discussing anything. I'd much rather be enjoying a friend or a relative. Um, you know, these are just a few thoughts in regard to evaluating a relationship. If you have to continually guess whether someone loves you, I think it's very telling. And I hate to say this, but I think women tend to think men have some big agenda or, you know, they're waiting for them. If if they're not hearing the words that they, you know, of forward movement, um, that there's some big complex situation with men. They're going to deliver the news in some exotic fashion. But the truth of the matter is what you see is what you get. And if a man wants to be in a relationship with you, and he really cares about you, he will tell you. (laughs) He will discuss it with you. It will roll readily off of his tongue. It will not be a conversation to be had in the future or when the time is right. Men speak of love and adoration with ease, if they feel it, with ease, with desire, with intention. They really do. I mean, if they don't, there's nothing you can say to them or do that will make that happen. Don't force something that perhaps is not meant to be. Don't force a conversation that someone doesn't want to have because you're you're just backing someone into a corner and they might very well, because they don't want to disappoint you, They might very well tell you a few things that you want to hear just so you get off of their back. So don't do that. (laughs) You know, men will, you don't have to guess if a man likes you. That's it. You don't have to guess because his behavior will, will show it. His words will speak of it. His actions will just look at his actions and and he won't be afraid to have those conversations. He won't put them off. He won't give you excuses. You won't have to wonder. That's the difference. You don't have to guess. You don't have to have anxiety about it because he's so nurturing and loving and he shows it. So, you know, don't make it more complicated than it is. You know, people are who they are. They show up as they are 98% of the time. Believe, believe them, believe their behavior and stop trying to twist it and sugarcoat it 
and flip it around and make it really complicated. It's not complicated. You know, it, it is not complicated. So, um, you know, really evaluate your relationships. Don't settle. Don't live in a state of chronic anxiety wondering if somebody likes you. That's absurd. It's a waste of your time. The answer is they don't like you enough if you feel that way. That's how I feel about it. Again, this is just my opinion. Um, Take it for what it's worth. I'm not the ruler of anything. It's how I live my life for certain um, and how I would advise my, my friends and my children. But, you know, I'm just, you know, take it for what it is. You can take my words for what they are. If they help you, great. If they don't, that's fine too. Um, you have to make your own decisions, but you're kidding yourself. If you think you're going to change somebody that will never happen unless the person wants to change themselves and they're already on that trajectory. If you meet someone and you think, Oh, they'd be perfect. If only fill in the blank. And your goal is to make those changes and help them realize that all those changes they're going to make for you are going to benefit them as well. You're wasting your time. People change if they want to change. They tweak a little bit here and there, but you know, you, you can't take somebody and expect them to be something that they're not or to change habits that they've had their entire life just because they like you. It's just doesn't work that way. Um, and, and you know what, you can get somebody to bend a little bit, but if you try to change someone and, and the things they like to do and the things that make them who they are, they will resent you and they're going to change back to who they are anyway in very short order. So let people be who they are. And if you love them, if you're attracted to them, if it works, then enjoy them. And if it's not the right person for you, find somebody who is. And if you can't find them right away, wait and work on yourself in the meantime. Um, and, and if it's not what you want and you don't feel good and you don't wake up happy and you're waking up in the middle of the night riddled with anxiety, move on. The relationship isn't healthy for you and you're wasting your time. So don't sugarcoat things for yourself. You're only creating a disservice. So anyhow, um, don't be afraid to let go of things that don't serve you well. And it's Saturday. Enjoy your evening. Have a great time. Have a nice Sunday. And thank you for listening to Embracing Life. Have a good night.